getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. The- Tune into the Morning Drive Live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, it's just an internal... It's a compliment to uh, someone on our group, but I have a, a follow-up. Hey, JL, Malone does a great job on the updates. She does. And she's yes. also doing some uh, high school basketball uh, work with uh, with us on uh, on our stations as well. Mm-hmm. And and she's working uh, as a, a student manager for the Lady Raiders. Oh, nice. Okay. So I got vindicated by her over something that you guys gave me a hard time about. Okay. So last year. Now we have to fire her, Jamie. Last year, last year at the uh, Lady Raider meet and greet, and when they had, you know, the opening kind of stuff for basketball for both the men and the women, Malone wanted to meet Coach Gurley, and she had her significant other with her at the time. And she, I said, I said to her, would you like a, would you like a picture? And think she said she'd like a picture. So, well, let me take it for you. So I took a picture of her and him and Coach Gurley. And then you told her, take one without the him because the him's not going to be there forever. Right. Coach Gurley laughed and she's like, Coach Gurley kind of laughs because she has a college-age girl. So, uh, And then, uh, you know, Malone's like, oh, okay. And she thanked me for that the other day because he's no longer in the picture. So it's literally, good. literally. So it's good that she has a picture without him with Coach Gurley. How are you vindicated? Because you guys gave me such a hard time for that, and I proved to be I proved to be right. We gave you a hard time about that. You gave me a hard. Well, we time? absolutely gave him a hard time about you that. Gave me, Why? Because I had him get out of the picture. Because you had him get yeah the the told, get out of the picture. I told him, look, I I had two two daughters. I said, <clears throat> let's get one with just Coach Gurley and Malone, just in case. <laughs> it's the just in case that we gave him the hard time about. You guys gave me a hard time, and I proved, I proved to be right. Well, considering that she now works for Coach Gerlich, was it really that like big of a save? Well, we didn't know that she was going to be working for Coach Gerlich a year ago. I know, but like, couldn't she just take the picture now? She could, but I mean, would she, <laughs> so she, she now works for her. Would she, would she could, but I mean, and, it's different because I mean that was that was in the moment, first time that she met her. I mean, and in fairness, Coach Gurley doesn't take pictures with everybody ever. <laughs> so you know, getting that That's picture. That's a lot of sarcasm right there. I just love. Uh, is your shoulder okay? You just just locate your shoulder there. You know, the right one is one is one yeah. that has the massive rotator cuff tear, so I have to be yeah. careful with it. Yeah. Uh, Bullfighter says you jinxed them, dude. He was probably yeah. in it for the long haul, and you yeah, scared him off. Probably, probably. probably yeah. so. Well, anyway, yeah. anyway, I just want, I just, I'm want just, just a helpful hint. I'm just glad you're remaining humble, Chuck. I'm. I was just <laughs> letting you know that I was vindicated uh, for my for my good deed there of saying, "Hey, let's good let's deed. let's get one." Well, let's get because you don't need ghosts around you all the time. Let's get one. Let's get one without. Let's let's. Scoot in there. You move to the right. You move to the left. 
<clears throat> so anyway, so I felt I felt good about that. Thank you, Walter Ios Jr. You bet. Uh, funny moment in the uh, basketball game last night. Lady Raiders won ninety-one to fifty-six. It is late in the game. Okay. And uh, Tech has created a turnover, and the ball is rolling across the half-court line, and Kyla Freelon is is going for it, is, is trying to pick up the ball. And, and Coach Gurley's like, get it, Kyla, go, go, go. And I was, and we're, and I was, and I was like, oh, my God. She, she wants her to try to dunk the ball, but the official had to call a shot clock violation because time ran out before Tech could, before, before Kyla could secure the ball, get possession of the ball. And there was there was one other player from Alabama State behind her. So on the post game last night, I asked Coach Gerlich, I go, "Hey, that moment where Kyla, I go, did you want her to do something special?" She goes, "I always want them to do something special, especially if we're in the lead like that." So yes, so she wanted Kyla to try to see how far up that she could get over the rim and see if she could put that ball down through the twine. And the official, the official actually apologized to her because she said, "I'm so sorry, I didn't." I, I didn't want to do that, but I had to, you know. And they, everybody understood because the shot clock expired, and Kyla didn't. But the, even the official recognized that. Oh, the coach wants something cool to happen here. Too bad. Now there's a there is a uh, there is a incoming uh, player, the signee from uh, Arizona. She's six seven. She apparently can dunk, dunk it. So we're going to have to get our dunk calls ready. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you told us before this season there was two on the team, right? Well, the one, one, one is on, one is out, which would be the only team in the country, right? There's probably like how many females in the whole entire country I, right I now that can I, duck? I, I don't know, a handful maybe. And you're claiming two of them are on the Texas Tech roster. Well, and now we got a third one coming. <laughs> we got a third one coming. Am I, maybe being a little bit too uh, hopeful? Rambunctious is the word I would use. Rambunctious. Oh. Rambunctious. Uh, I'm told I'm supposed to stop giving you a break. That's so, right. you know, right. I need, right. or I mean, start giving you a break. That's so, right. that's right. It's all good. Um, I'm fine. Uh, Lady Raiders won last night 91 to 56. Shot the ball really well 35 66, 50, 53%. 11 of 18 from three last night. And they'd been a really good free throw shooting team, but for whatever reason, last night was not the night. They were 10 of 19. Um, here was the other, I think, big positive because when you look, obviously they're playing a SWAC team, they're playing a non-power five team. You beat the bejesus out of them. Um, but the thing that kind of stood out to me, especially in the second half, is you went from um, the entire third quarter to within the last couple of minutes of the game of only having of not having any turnovers in the second half. That's nice. So that was a, that was a real positive. Um, Riley McKinney, who led the team with 19, she did not score in the first quarter. And I think that's the nice thing about this team right now is it appears there are multiple players that can score, you know, that can shoot the basketball. Riley McKinney, uh, you know, 19, but then you had 17 from Bailey Maupin, kind of a pedestrian night for her based on the last couple of games. Uh, Jazz Shavers had uh, 13, and uh, Ella Tofiono had 10, which is the first time for her in a double figure since last March. Okay. So, anyway, a good night for them last night. They'll play Incarnate Word on uh, Sunday. We'll have it for you on 1077 Yes FM at 1230. The tip at 1. It's, it is hard to be humble. It is. I feel you, Mac. 
We're not far from your street. Maybe that's why we're so humble. We. Who's we? (laughs) Who's we? This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home. So, you know, at some point in time, you're going to have to venture out outside the 806. So that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Time for this day in sports history. Today is uh, December the 2nd, 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1916. Because the National Baseball Commission orders that injured players get full pay for the duration of their contracts. The injury clause previously let clubs suspend players after 15 days of pay. 1948, after one of the best seasons in baseball history, Mm. St. Louis Cardinals utility player Stan Musial is named the NL MVP. He leads the NL in batting average, runs, RBI, Hits, doubles, triples, and slugging. He was one behind the leaders in home runs with 39. Wow. Mm. Probably won by one vote, too. The MVP? No, I imagine he won it by, but he was one home run shy of having all of the offensive stats. Mm -hmm. Ralph Kiner and Johnny Mize both had 40. Those are two pretty good names as well. Mm. Sure. 1957, the Pacific Coast League franchises are forced to relocate because the Dodgers and Giants confirmed their move to California for the 58th season. The Hollywood stars have to move from Los Angeles to Salt Lake City. The LA Angels have to move to Spokane. And the San Francisco Seals transfer to Phoenix. 1963, NFL draft. Number one pick. From the University of Texas Tech. Dave Parks. See if I keep giving him all the t- clues. He'll, he'll, he'll get there. Why did you say the University I of know, Texas that's, Tech? Um, I just threw up a little bit. In my mouth. <laughs> 1963. <laughs> Major League Baseball Rules Committee bans oversized catcher's mitts. For just a season. Because it was stupid. And they went back to being able to use oversized catcher's mitts. I think for knuckleball pitchers, they use the oversized yeah. ones. Yeah. I mean, look at the mitts of a center fielder and whatever and see how long those things are. They're massive. 1974. Major League Baseball Rules Committee changes the longtime philosophy to permit the use of cowhide rather than just horsehide in the manufacturing of baseballs. 1984, Miami Dolphins quarterback Dan Marino breaks the NFL single-season touchdown passing record when he throws his 37th in the Dolphins' 45-34 to loss to the Raiders. Well, they had those terrific receivers, Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. Mark Clayton. They were, I mean, that was fun. they were a fun team to watch. Man, they it, were. It's really more the 37 was breaking the record. Yeah. What, Patrick Mahomes has that in, what, week seven? Week yeah. six? It's a different league now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 1985, 
The Chicago Bears head coach Mike Ditka and defensive coordinator Buddy Ryan almost come to blows at halftime in a 38-24 loss to the Miami Dolphins at the Orange Bowl. It would be Chicago's only loss that NFL season. And the Dolphins partied like rock stars on the sidelines of that game because <laughs> they knew that the Bears weren't going to go undefeated. Uh, Chuck, what's your favorite day in July? My favorite day in July? Yep. We discuss it every year when it happens. Is it St. Swithin's Day or mm. uh, Fourth of July? Bobby Bonilla Day. Bobby Bonilla Day. Because okay. he gets his $1 million check from the... New York Mets. That's right. Well, we should celebrate today just as much Mm -hmm. because in 1991, former Pittsburgh Pirate outfielder Bobby Bonilla becomes the highest paid player in Major League Baseball history when he agrees to a record $29 million five-year deal with the New York Mets. Okay, there's the genesis of it then, huh? It is National Fritters Day. Fritters. Uh, Apple fritters, are you a big fan? Love them. Yeah. Love them. But they're like 900 calories. Right, yeah. And worth every one of them. Man, they are fantastic. I'm going to give you three people here. Let's see if you can figure out who's the oldest. Nelly Furtado, Aaron Rodgers, Britney Spears. I'm going to say Britney Spears. I'm going to say Nelly. Nelly Furtado, 44. Mm. Britney Spears, 41. Mm. Aaron Rodgers, 39. Lucy Liu is 54. And Stone Phillips is 68. And on this day in 2001, the Enron Corporation files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection mm. in a New York court, sparking one of the largest corporate scandals in U.S. history. By the end of the year, Enron's collapse had a cost of investors billions of dollars, wiped out some 5,600 jobs, and liquidated almost $2.1 billion with a B in pension plans. Yeah, it ruined a lot of people's lives. A ton of people's lives. And that's why Enron sucks. So uh, that's this day in sports history. All right. It's uh, 6.52 this morning here on the morning drive. Thanks uh, for your thoughts, comments. Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is open as well. It is. Uh, it's so weird. There's really nothing going on this weekend. It's a... It's a free Saturday. You shut your mouth. <laughs> right now. I right now. For everything I own. I was going to get that look, that finger, and the you shut your mouth. Joey McGuire's not going to Cincinnati, damn no, it. No. Not. <laughs> not approved. That job is open, though, right? Uh, it's, it's really weird. I mean, the ladies will play on Sunday against Incarnate Word. But no Red Raider basketball. They won't play until Wednesday against Nichols. It's uh, <clears throat> part of the cupcake season. There's never a bad cupcake, I don't think. Is there a bad pu- cupcake? To me, the, the only bad cupcake is one that's got coconut on it. Mm. I don't care for. I don't care for that. And that would be my favorite one. So you Man, got it's uh, amazing. Chuck and I disagree. On you got, you got, well, it's because he keeps trying to put coconuts on the uh, cupcake. Yeah, that's if, his he, if we just use shavings, mm. it'd he be puts a lot better. Nuts. Yeah. So they got uh, they got Nichols on Wednesday, December seventh, and then they don't play until Tuesday against Eastern Washington, uh, and that part of that is their the finals break. They're between the seventh and the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. It's not part of it. It is. It's the reason for it. And then they play the seventeenth against Jackson State, uh, and then they have the twenty first and the twenty seventh. Twenty first for Houston Christian. They're off for Christmas, and then South Carolina State. 
What's really weird is there's still no tip time for the TCU game. That is weird. And, and that, I think, is the only game um, on the schedule that there's no tip time. And part of this is about maneuvering New Year's Eve, and they're on the road that night, day, afternoon. You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was, I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thank you for being with us with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. The Yates Morning Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app for that. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, we get this. Sorry about you, Chuck. TCU is already ahead. Okay. Uh, this. I want TCU to lay an egg in no way shape or form does them winning the big 12 championship help tech i just wondered if in the bowl pecking order that from south texas ambassador preston yes mr ambassador you're you're right i'm not i don't want it i don't want them to to get any further ahead okay so if you had if there's like there's two evils there Mm -hmm. if there was a guarantee tcu wins goes to the playoff but tech gets the cheese it bowl in orlando Mm -hmm. or TCU loses and Tech ends up in Houston. What would you choose? TCU loses Tech in Houston. It yeah, doesn't even so. take I, a thought. My fear was my fear was if TCU loses, you would for, fall further than Houston. Yeah, be- I don't be- think that's because, possible. Well, because because TCU then doesn't go to the college football playoff, then they probably go to the Sugar. Uh, maybe K-State goes to the Sugar at that point in time. Anyway, then TCU goes to the Cheez-It. Then it just, you know, does it? Does Oklahoma then go to Houston? Do they leapfrog us even though you beat them? Because that's, what, that's what's happening with the Cheez-It is that Oklahoma's leapfrogging everybody because they're Oklahoma. But I'd, I'd be fine with TCU losing and falling to Houston. If, that, if, if, you, gave me, if you gave me that today... Uh, I'd, I'd take that. 100%. I'm with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'd take that. Starts and ends with TCU losing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, I'm pulling for TCU, not only tomorrow, this from the Yates Morning Center chat line, but in the playoffs to convince recruits our conference can compete with the SEC Big Ten. We have to start beating them in meaningful games. Can't do that if we're not in the playoffs. Plus, it should get us to a better bowl. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to change the opinion of the Big 12 compared to the Big 10 and the SEC. I I think TCU doing well in the college football playoff helps TCU get better players. I don't think it helps the I don't want that to happen. I mean, did did Texas Tech getting the final four and playing for a national championship help help the Big 12? It helped Texas Tech. Huge. It's not helping anybody. Nobody was pulling for Texas Tech at the other Big 12 schools because, like, oh, that'll make the conference better. Well, Mm -hmm. Texas might have been. (laughs) <laughs> knowing what they know i hate the fact that texas beat creighton last night in basketball in the sec or in the big 12 big east challenge hate that longhorns look really good yeah they have uh, got a good mix of youth and experience and uh that looks like a i mean lots of depth 
both at the guard position and inside. Mm-hmm. It just looks like it's going to be a really tough team to beat. Uh, Chuck, were you calling out the lucky lady to make some cookies? Sure sounded like it. Sure sounded like it we'll to me. S- we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens over the weekend. We'll see if any cookies appear. Hey, Chuck. Not store-bought. Cookies. You can make cookies, too. Um, you can go to the store. They got a whole aisle full of cookies. You can purchase and put in the cookie We jar. We have a separation of duties, and that that is not one of mine that I... It's it's not your job to want cookies? Oh, I no, I want cookies. Well, there's lots of ways to get them. Okay. I know. <laughs> I am a fan of the cookie. Okay. Yeah. Um we'll see. Seven eighteen. All right, so they took down the double T scoreboard last night. They um it was supposed to happen at one point in time, and then they ran into some complications and it eventually came down, and man, I, I'm I'm thrilled they got it down. I, I just and they're going to put it someplace. The thing that was curious to me is, it's like okay, once they had that thing in the air, how do you lay it down? But they did. They laid it down behind behind the uh, athletic department building, behind the Mass Rider lobby that no longer hosts the Mass Rider. They got the Mass Rider sculpture out as well, and it's right there in the in that walkway between the sports performance center and the back end of of the south end zone so now, now what do you do with it so you get a it's not like you can get a bunch of guys and go hey lift this on this truck because i mean it's 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 awkward right i mean it's like okay we got it off of there now what now now how do we store this thing and they i'm sure they i know they've got a plan for it but that's a pretty good that's a pretty good engineering feat what they were able to accomplish yesterday. Yeah, sure. No no question. I mean, not not only is that thing heavy, but mm-hmm. awkward and difficult to get out of there and they're yeah. wanting to keep it together as best as possible. Yeah. So kudos to them for pulling that off. Now now that it's down, okay. If you could put it somewhere on campus, where where would you put it? Would you put it in the in the west parking lot? Would you put it in the east parking lot? Would you put it on the corner of Marsha Sharp and University. Where, mm, where would you put cool. it? That'd be cool. That'd be neat. And I then, like that idea. Okay. Yeah, I like that idea. You might have to take out a couple trees, but that's not bad. Um, and then I'd like it to work so that it could always show the score of a game. Well, I don't care what game it is. If it's a basketball game, baseball game, whatever game, um, light that thing up and you know put scores on it. Mm-hmm. You know, from the best game of the day or whatever. I don't know. That's just a, and that will, I mean, it obviously takes time and effort and money. Uh, maybe the last thing is the biggest thing. Um, cause I'm sure the innards of that thing, but I'd like it to go back to its original state. See if I'd like it to go back where it used to have, it used to scroll uh, names and things, uh, across the top. Like when I got to Lubbock, like on senior day for the band, they would list all the band members up there and the senior football players and all those other support you know the support staff people and then they would have like after a play you know if, uh, if a player stumbled they would have self tackleization that would come up there mm-hmm. so oh i don't know just, just uh this somebody says uh it's going to the airport i i've heard that i don't know that that's uh i don't know that that's a done deal yet um but that, that would be cool too yeah i got asked from a uh, reparable media person in town and thought that uh, Brad was purchasing it and we were going to put it in the parking lot here. Oh. So, I, I don't know. Those two things go together. 
Us in the double T scoreboard? No, oh, reputable media person. Media oh, reputable media member. Yeah. Uh, Michael Crabtree uh, tweeted know. out that he's that he wanted it. And yeah, I like that. that. I can give you my address. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't mind it being out at the airport. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what uh, is mm-hmm. going to happen there. Uh, somebody says this with regard to my basketball comment. That's naive, Chuck. Great basketball careers are coming to our conference because of the great competition they'll face, which will get them more exposure. Same would apply to football. They forgot and Adidas money. Yeah, it's, I think Nike's yeah. involved too. <clears throat> yeah, right now. Great. <laughs> I mean, right now, guys are coming to our conference because the NIL, NIL deals are paying for them. Yeah. Yeah. Or staying in our conference, whatever. Uh, this good, but that's the same with every conference. Yeah, not just ours. Well, I mean, all the power fives, not just ours. Uh, this good grief, Chuck. That might be the dumbest thing I've heard all day. It's seven twenty-three. How many dumb things could you have possibly heard already? To compare anything that I just said is the dumbest thing you've heard all day. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just early it's just like the leader in the clubhouse, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, he or she may have that trumped mm-hmm. later on in the day but as for now that's the leader okay he's giving you credit okay i'll take that yeah. <clears throat> uh robert wants to know does the cheese it bull not know that half of ou's team is in the transfer portal half they got a bunch got it a might bunch. not be half but it it's creeping close to that number that's, i just i mean is that a team that wants to be there that is going to yeah. put on a good show for you and yeah. whose fan base wants to be there yeah no. As somebody uh, on the chat line said something that that I liked with, said, I want the Big 12 to look like the SEC, and the SEC supports and defends its conference. Southwest Conference tore each other down. Let's try something different. I would like the Big 12 to stand up in this situation and, and I mean, kind of have a voice to the Cheez-It Bowl. Say, no. I mean, this team finished higher, beat them, all the above – they they deserve to get the higher ranked bowl and and not Oklahoma and kind of fight for them a little bit like the SEC did <gasps> a few years ago when they didn't want A and M playing in the in the Houston Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'd li- I'd like the Big Twelve to do what they can. I know they can't completely control it, but do what you can. Yeah, it does seem like that they don't fight for each other. The Big Twelve doesn't fight for its schools. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Uh, This is the fifth day of the week, your fifth question. What you got for us? Yeah, I don't know if it's my best one, but... Okay, <clears throat> we'll be the judge of that. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you this question today, Chuck, mm-hmm. Jeff, and our fine listening audience. Would you rather have the better bowl, a.k.a. Cheez-It Bowl, mm-hmm. and a loss, or the lesser bowl, a.k.a. the Houston Bowl, whatever, whatever it's called, and a win to end the season. What is more important to you? I like winning. Give me the give me the give me the win. I mean, I like uh, for this this team, this program. It's got such a good taste in its mouth, and it has for about the last year, from the hiring of Joey McGuire to 
to getting the the the, the sixty two yard field goal to get you bowl eligible to slaying the the dragon of Mike Leach uh, in the Liberty Bowl to the continuation of winning at home against Texas and Oklahoma for the first time in program history to get yourself to seven and five ran off the field everybody was feeling good taking pictures of the scoreboard and I'd love for you to have that trans keep going uh, in the postseason so. Give me the bowl win in the Houston Bowl. This is tough. Because I do want the better bowl game. It looks better to be at Bowl X than Bowl Y. Um we would would if we had the opportunity to be in the Sugar Bowl, would we want to jump at it right now? Absolutely we would. <clears throat> Even though we would be facing what is perceived to be a far superior team in what we are where we sit with the SEC number two and us not being the Big 12 number two. But I think I'm with Chuck. I think it's like 51-49. I'd rather have the win than the loss to and a worse bowl. But it's that close. I think you guys are worried about the short-term gain mm. and not the long-term. Mm-hmm. I would much rather have uh, the the better bowl. Um, first off, that means you've played better to get there in the regular season. I mean, none of us right now would go, uh, you know what, now that I think about it, I would rather have lost to Oklahoma so we went to the le- lesser bowl so we could get an easier opponent in the postseason. No, you want to go to the big bowl. You think our players would be more excited about going to play Florida State in Orlando, or do they want to go play, I don't know, somebody less exciting in Houston? Not that Arkansas wouldn't be a great matchup or whatever, but I would think our players would be much more excited about it. I think as a fan base, and maybe even the team as well, those couple days after, if you went to Orlando and you lost, those couple days after, I'd be like, ah, that'd be disappointing or whatever. But it is not stopping you from working hard in the off season. It is not no, stopping it, you from working hard in the spring. There would not be a kill of momentum. For like the next two days, there'd be disappointment. But you would absolutely get over that. We wouldn't be talking about, you know, in the off season, we wouldn't say, oh, man, you got to 7-5 and five this year, and then you got to a great bowl game, and you got to, you got to go there, and then you lost. And I mean, I just don't know where this program is right now. The quick headline, though, would be eight wins in Joey McGuire's first season. Okay. Quick headline. Quick. Okay. Right, but Lo- that's what gets your eyeballs Can I first. get my answer? You sure can. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I'm I feel like it's better to play in the better bowl, the the higher priority or the higher um, publicized matchup. Um, I, I think that's much better than playing in a in a bowl that's not going to get as much hype and you're not going to feel as good about playing in. The um, <clears throat> there's so many bowl projections right now. One I'm looking at right now from Fox Sports has Texas Tech playing Florida. In the Texas Bowl, they have Oklahoma playing Florida State in the Cheez-It Bowl. So yeah. and, there's a big difference between Florida and Florida State. To your well, point. I mean, one of them is SEC school, so I don't want to, I, I don't want to poo-poo playing Florida. I just don't think that they have They're the hype the in the yeah. in the kind of blue blood of college football that Florida State yeah. has been. All right, uh, some uh, reaction here on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. 
Um, I, I guess I'm the guy that's not so caught up in off-season momentum because of winning a, win a, winning a bowl game. Yeah, you're, that's if, if you're not going to work hard in the off-season because you <clears> lost <throat> the bowl game. Well, I don't know. That's, it, to me, it wasn't so much the work hard. I think it's to me it's more the... The psyche of the fan base and the excitement okay, well, of the we'll, Mine has nothing get to do with the fan base. Get okay. over it, fan base. Okay, it's better. My, my opinion has nothing to do with the fan base. Okay. Mine has everything to do with the fact that you can tell recruits, in your very first year you won eight games with somebody else's roster. You you can add to this roster. You are a player. We think you can help improve this team from eight wins to nine, nine to ten, ten to twelve. Those kind of conversations get had as opposed to the seven where you met what you did last year. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather tell kids I took our team went to a big bowl game and played Florida State in Orlando. Not we we went to Houston. Uh, this, kids in Texas aren't excited about going to Houston. Yeah, this from the eight twenty center chat line. Jeff and Chuck are playing checkers. Jamie is playing chess. Lesser bowl and a win. I would rather pad our bowl resume to help us out in the long run to get to the bigger bowls. This as much as padding a bowl resume to help us just, get to the bigger bowls because we won one. Just reading what's on here. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't okay. know that I would agree with that. Uh, <clears throat> this as much as this makes me throw up in, a little in my mouth with the changes coming to the college football playoff for the Big Twelve to start to change the narrative that it can be a two bid lead with without Oklahoma and Texas. TCU needs to have a. Good showing in the CFP this year. It helps validate the other Big 12 schools as the pundits see anyone not named Oklahoma and Texas as lesser programs, okay? Uh, a win in either bowl, what would be a bigger long-term? Uh, the, the, what would be the bigger long-term is the bigger bowl, obviously. The Cheez-It Bowl win over Florida State would be the, the bigger thing long-term. Yeah. yeah. Somebody asked, would it matter if you got blown out? I think probably it would. That might, That might factor in. I mean, if you went there and played Florida State and lost, you know, sixty-four to thirteen, that would probably feel different. You know, it's, uh, it's that, that might change my mind. And it's interesting. We still all talk about, you know, I say we all talk about. It. I mean, I, 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 I talk about it. I think about it. The the Cotton Bowl, where you know Keyshawn Johnson is still scoring, but then this person points out in our greatest season, two thousand and eight, we lost to Ole Miss, and no one remembers that. That's very. Oh, Very I fair. surely do. Well, I 100% do. Your last win that year was against Baylor in an empty stadium. Yeah. And a team yeah, that but, didn't want but, to be there. But we're much more... Uh, you think about the loss to Oklahoma way more than you do the one to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. 7.40 this morning here on the morning drive. Yeah, and I mean, how'd you do after you beat Arizona State in the in the Holiday Bowl? Laid an egg. Four and eight. Yeah. I mean, what's what's it really do for you? Yeah. I mean, for a few days, you feel better about, hey, we won, and you're watching the other bowl games. You're like, we won our bowl game, but in the long run, it's better to be, in my opinion, it's better to be at the bigger bowl game. Uh, then, again, Jamie's common sense comes through. There's a lot of truth in that. A lot of truth in that. Your morning blend of sports. K State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22. Texas and humor. Sure to tell them that you you suggested that, <laughs> and of course they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live weekdays from six to nine on Double T ninety seven three FM or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app.
Thank you for uh, being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Benchmark Hotline. Uh, we've had really good participation this week on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Yeah, I agree. We've had, we've had good good conversations, good good thoughts, good comments, all those all those kinds of things. You know, I I was thinking about this, and I'm I'm sure there's other stadiums that that can say these things. Because um, I mean, you think about. You think about what they did at TCU. They basically, what they did at TCU is with regard to Eamon Carter Field and now stadium. Basically, they tore everything down and basically rebuilt the stadium. Um, and and they did, you know, a similar thing at, at, at College Station at Kyle Field. Uh, they tore down one side of the stands basically and rebuilt them in almost an entire offseason. Uh, they've rebuilt things at, um, at, at UT and a lot of stadiums have had renovations and things like that. But what I'm not sure of is just some, from a pure engineering standpoint of kind of what a marvel Jones Stadium is when I, when I think about it. Because you see, those, you see those pictures of when they dug out the field and then basically you know, moved the stands back on railroad tracks mm-hmm. on the east side. So it's not symmetrical. But it's pretty doggone close. Um, closed the street on uh, on the west side, so you could add the back side of a of basically suites and press box and club section, and then did the same thing uh, on the east side. Uh, maybe not to the same degree because there used to be a street that just ran straight out to the Brownfield Highway, which is now the Marsha Sharp behind the behind the the press box there at Jones Stadium. And uh, and then when I see pictures of when they put up the double T scoreboard in 1978, I see a street that runs behind there on the south end that I'm going to assume there used to be a street that maybe connected University Avenue, which used to be called College Avenue, uh, that maybe took you to, you know, someplace on, on campus. So and then you think about what they did last night in taking a scoreboard out of a building that they had basically told us was damn near impossible because it was filled with concrete. Turns out maybe it's not completely filled with concrete. I mean, I did not go over there last night. I almost did because when I left the arena, they had just taken the scoreboard down. It had just in the, in fact, the the ladies there um, that kind of monitor who comes in and out um, at United Supermarkets Arena had been watching the coverage on the video camera of the, scoreboard being dismantled and taken out and they'd spent all this time watching it and then they got busy talking and dealing with people and they missed they missed it coming out of the hole okay because they're like oh look it's down they're like oh we've been watching this thing all night blah 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 so anyway i just i, I marveled at that fat fascinated by that jamie of how they did that with the stands moving the stands back digging out the field and now taking plucking a scoreboard out and they're going to preserve it and, and save it and put it somewhere in the city. And uh, I, I think that's a, a big tip of the old cap there to the, to the brains that have made all this happen for Jones Stadium over the, over the decades. Yeah, definitely some thought had to go into it. It was wouldn't have guessed that was the easy challenge, all, all the different things that you've mentioned there. Wouldn't guess that any, any of those things were easy to solve. So kudos to them for 
pulling it off way back when and mm-hmm. pulling it off last night. Yeah. Uh, now I can't wait for it. Now you just want, okay, let's hurry up with the remodeling. You know, you almost want to go over there with a whip every day and go, make sure you guys are working. You know, no rest for you. We got it. We're ready for the sky bridge. We're ready to be able to, because what they got to do next is they get the south end zone built and then they're, then they'll move all the coaches into the, the new offices there in the south end zone and they'll tear down the football training facility and then they'll build a two-story building over there for that. So, well, we're going to each play to our strengths here. Okay. okay. You keep us all up to date on what's mm-hmm. going on there Monitor. with construction and all okay. that and Jeff and I will 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 watch the football games. Okay. Okay, we'll worry about how the team's doing. Sure. Sure, that's probably that's you, probably why. I did see kind of something interesting that I didn't think about yesterday while the first attempt of them getting the the scoreboard down. They had a uh, John Deere tractor and a uh, forklift sucking up all of the pellets from the field because they've got to roll up the turf Mm, at the south end zone. And it was just back and forth and it's just a little vacuum cleaner. It never would have dawned on me how they would do that that they would need to do that. Mm-hmm. But because of all the construction, they've got to get all those little pellets out. And it, as stupid as this sounds, I was fascinated for a few minutes, just sitting there watching them suck up these pebbles and I didn't, dump I didn't them into a bag. to roll up the turf. They, they have to roll up the turf because they've got it. They're demoing out that because they want to, I think, preserve that turf so sure. they can put it down for the next football season. Because you can't tear up the turf now and replace that because that's a process in and of itself. Yeah, I, di- I didn't realize that the construction or whatever was going to affect things way yeah. down there. Yeah. Well, here's here's what else it affects. It affects parking over at Jones Stadium because they've sectioned off a large section of the parking lot on the east side towards the north end for basically, you know, staging for all this construction that's going to take place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they've, they've put up a lot of fence over there. And um, so anyway, it's... Uh, it's interesting. It's a it's a whole interesting process of what's gonna what's gonna take place. Uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. The demo company only has thirty days to demo. Most companies project a sixty to ninety day demo. Should be interesting. Okay, that's that's more than what uh, what I would. I mean, I don't have any. I mean, idea what it takes to demo something. You know, just tear the dog. But there's a process. I'm sure. It's mm-hmm. always longer than you think. That's we, what I know. Did we get Coach Kitley out of his office? That's what I would just want to make sure that we got Coach Kitley out of. He's not a, he's not loitering or you know, staying in there and like. I mean, he's no, a track you, coach. He knows how to get out of the way. I, I I'm sure he knows how to run. Probably so, but I mean, that was a really cool office, with a really cool view. I'm sure he was like, oh man, do I have to go? Do I, can you not build around me? <laughs> no, can't can't build around you, sir. Sorry. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.